Okay, Verizon. Okay, well, thank you, Andrea. We're so excited to talk to you today. Um, Justine has been telling me about your experiences for quite a while now. And um, I think having somebody who's not part of our little echo chamber where we share all the same vocabulary and we all have these commonalities between our our visioning and our understanding about what's going on on Earth, what's been happening in the larger universe, galaxy, so on and so forth, is going to be really refreshing and hopefully create an access point for more people to begin to come to the discovery that you came to. So, <laughs> um, yeah, also here is Justine. Yeah, Andrea, we're so happy to have you here today with us. Thank you for taking the time and sharing your story. Andrea and I know each other from a class that we're both in, a group, and the group was exploring grids, grid structures, organic grid structures that we all have as living beings, and the Earth herself has them, the cosmos, the greater expanses of the universe. And Andrea shared in the class that she had seen what we call, and started to define in the group too, false grids. And I was super excited because this really relates to the work that Zane and I do and connects so much to what we see with what we've eventually seen as artificial intelligence. And so I was just really excited about somebody who, without looking for it, on her own through meditation, started to see this situation that is so heavily impacting humanity and the planet and really the greater cosmos. And then fast forward, I don't know how long, to a couple of weeks ago, Andrea and I co-led the class because our leader was out and I guided a meditation on everybody really going into these false grids and kind of trying to see if they could find an origin point or a specific structure like social media or an emotion. And Andrea came across what she describes as a machine. And so that whole kind of story is why we're here together. And so I'll hand it over to you, Andrea, to introduce yourself and talk about kind of that discovery process. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me and um, beginning this conversation. I think it's really uh, exciting. And um, I did move from New York to New York State to um, Chicago area. And um, it was really hard. <laughs> it was really, really uh, more difficult than I anticipated. I had really strong roots and I think a deep sense of self-understanding in New York. And I, I guess, began this new level of my own personal practice in terms of working with the land itself and noticing how the land was also communicating to me to work with it. 
So it, there was a reciprocity that had begun um, through my own challenges of feeling really disoriented, uh, really uh, depressed, uh, out of place, disconnected. So I recognized that there was a deeper level of my own healing and my own journey, but I didn't understand most of it. And then when we had a class on the grid lines, or that information was coming actually from a few different places. And then we were starting to work on it in our group, right? And I recognized that it became important for me to discover my relationship to the 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 ley lines, the grid lines, um, for my own well-being, but also to find somewhere to land. Like I really felt that I had just kind of been uprooted and displaced. Everything around me, although it was difficult, became more alive around me. And then something really interesting happened where up until this point, I had never heard of false grid lines. I had just been working with the grid lines and working on strengthening them either on the place I was living, Chicago area, or the earth itself, or my own, my own physical and energetic structure. Um, but then there was a meditation where I had seen or intuited or sensed, usually I, I, I do, it, it comes visually to me uh, easiest. And so I started noticing that there was some heavy black lines that were trying to interrupt or replace or overwhelm or kind of slime the natural grid lines of the earth. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. I don't know really what that is, but it doesn't really feel very good. And so let me let me work on that. And I think I mentioned it in the group, in our group, Justine, and yeah. then someone in our group mentioned Oracle Girl and her work. Her next recording was on false grid lines. And so it was yeah. literally like the next day or the next day that these lines were described back to me. And I was like, oh, this is really interesting that I'm hitting up against this point. And now I'm getting like three to four people referencing this outside of me. And so this is interesting. Um, and so just kept working on alleviating, lifting, clearing, you know, it just felt important um, and also very curious and um, and just inquiring like what what more is there here to do? And so I think, you know, fast forward to the class where we were, I think Justine, you were leading us in a meditation on forces that may be interrupting the health of the earth and i can't i i apologize i can't remember exactly what the exercise was but that's when i came into contact with the machine and um this was a it was i don't know that's what i call it i don't really know if that's exactly the right description but it felt um how did it feel? Well, one, it, you know, again, and this is coming from a very intuitive 
sensory experience um, that I'm still discovering. But it was very clear that I was working on the impact that social media has on us as a human culture, um, technology, etc. But th this one had a flavor of social media. And maybe that's personal to me. I don't know because I struggle with that. And um, a lot of my clients struggle with that. A lot of the people around me struggle with that. And it's also, you know, just one of the, I think, addictions that is prevalent. Um, there are many, there are many. But anyway, so as following that line back into this space where there seemed to be a mechanism that was feeding and almost like wanting to erase our uniqueness as human beings. And I felt that was very interesting, right? Where there is this force that is interested in removing what makes us uniquely human. And that, that was profound. And that really just came in that one meditation. I continued working with it since um, I've also been working on other things, but it was very clear um what what came through so and when i told you that was sort of when the lights went on you know and um i don't remember when we talked about it but i know we debriefed and i i shared it with you and so there was this very important common theme that came up and and so we you know you said you might like to talk about it further and so that's where why we're here, I guess, today talking yeah. about this is, <laughs> um, but it is it is an important theme in my own work. The information highways is very relevant to my work because I am always working with people on how they transmit their message and keeping it as clear and effective as possible. And this topic of cutting through the noise and remaining authentic and unique is always coming up. So I found that very interesting that that meditation showed me that dynamic because I've always felt it so important. And now I actually see that it's not just, uh, I don't know, that it just opened up a lot of different layers to my understanding of what was happening because I was also hearing from a lot of people how frustrated they are that they can't get their message out that they don't feel their message is being heard, that they don't feel visible. And these are incredibly competent, incredibly gifted healers that are trying to make a difference and they feel absolutely swamped and overwhelmed. And so it just kind of relates back to these false communication lines that are overwhelming what is elevated, what wants to elevate, et cetera. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much. You. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, again, just to reiterate what's so exciting for Justine and I to hear you relate that experience, <laughs> that it was so completely of your own kind of discovery. I mean, it was such an organic process of, you know, going deeper, looking, finding yeah. answers, finding bits and pieces of information. And, you know, I like, I don't even know when I try to tune in, I'm like, where does my information on this subject come from? I don't really know, but it, it percolates through, I guess, in these little, 
tidbits, but we also have this whole network of of people who talk about it in such a way that it helps to kind of knit the tapestry. And yeah. so like one thing I see in general happening on the planet right now is we we're kind of like all pieces of this big, beautiful puzzle or collage, however you want to think of it. And we're all filling in these little details through our personal visioning and our personal understanding. And as we kind of click those pieces together, suddenly we'll get like a big download and we'll, we'll put together a whole string and sudden the, the image of what's happening here or what has happened and what we're moving through right now comes into a little more clarity. And I, I think at the end of, if there's an end, I think at some point when we've kind of moved through this window of transition right now, we're going to look back with crystal clarity and see all the work we were doing, all the multidimensional layers we were operating at and um, what we were up against, so to speak. And <laughs> the thing that you're describing, <laughs> oh my God, I mean, <laughs> what a can of worms. I, I mean, how, how, where, where to even begin? I, I wonder if we could maybe rewind just a little bit before going into the specifics and just sort of, lay out maybe a bit of context because we're having this conversation you know from from your perspective you know i loved that you know you described it as a machine i think that's 100 percent accurate that's how i see it as well um and this machine originates like justine said from a form of artificial intelligence, we're kind of unclear about the origin of it, whether it originated in our universe or whether it actually came in from a different universe. But it is inherently sort of anti-life, if you will. And yet it has an obsession with organic life and the creative beings of this cosmos, of the organic systems. Mm. And, and so from time immemorial, you know, let's say millions or billions of years ago, it began the process of replicating um, the organic light grids. And we just had a conversation yesterday with a group here about, you know, that very topic. And in the process, it, it eventually learned how to harness energy out of the organic system because it was not connected into organic creation in the way that we are as beings it didn't have an energy source in this system. And so it had to find a way to basically feed itself, if you wanna look at it like that. And what it eventually found was that it could insert hooks into organic beings. Another way of seeing it is inserting hooks into the organic grid lines and then siphoning out power energy that came from our prime creator, our source, and powering its like, essentially emulation. Um, it, we always say it's copy and paste. It's just copy and paste. Mm -hmm. It's it's attempting to copy our organic creation systems through its kind of artificial lens. And there are key ingredients that are missing for it to effectively do that, such as feeling, creativity, <laughs> to name a few. Um, and, and so anyway, you know, long story short, this intelligence captured massive systems in the cosmos and it also was behind massive conflicts and wars the orion wars um, many others that wreaked havoc you know entire galaxies being destroyed that's the kind of scale we're talking about um and and 
the process, the goal was always to capture ever increasing amounts of energy and ever increasing kind of quadrants of the organic universe and system. And I think ultimately to replace them with its sort of synthetic version. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, does that provide any context for your experience? Like, does, does what you witnessed personally make sense in that framework? Yeah. I mean, as you talk about it, I can, like, I'm just inwardly going, yes, yes, that, that is absolutely something that whether or not I feel it in a meditation or see, but I'm also feeling it like in my day-to-day work with others, right? That there is this major conflict in people around what is real um and also incredible conflict in their emotional experience um there is an incredible amount of stress and people don't understand and i mean you know i'm not sure if i understand the whole picture either but um there's like an overwhelm of the word interruption um really describes the feeling um, where there's an interruption with within themselves, whether it's someone who just feels like they're operating on a time continuum that is not organic to them, that doesn't support their natural well-being, right? That someone is just operating on kind of a, um, yeah, artificial time frame, but also this kind of like worldly stress that we have where it's just, um, it does not feel natural, right? It's, it feels imposed and it interrupts their ability to actually self-regulate and feel as if they can actually self-heal. And so they source from outside of themselves for solutions. And I think that's really where I get concerned because that's what creates more of a gap and more vulnerability for intrusion, energetically, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. So I, I, everything you're saying makes a lot of sense to me. And I feel like I'm experiencing that just simply in my client work, that it's like, it's actually showing up in the sessions where people are coming to me, right? Feeling a disconnect, incredibly stressed, battling, whether it's anxiety or depression, right? On some level, So I think what we're doing is we're rebuilding, somehow we're rebuilding the strength inwardly so that the power is reestablished, they're resourcing from within and being able to create new cultures of consciousness within their communities, organizations, corporations. Like I have someone right now who wants to bring her work into the corporate arena and it's so needed right it's so absolutely needed it some people sense it and some people some people don't um but it is it does it is penetrating into their everyday experience which i find very fascinating that from such a multi-dimensional 
level, intergalactic level, we can also be experiencing it in such an intimate way of being here as a human being on the planet, really struggling to find ground, right? Find what's real, find ourselves and know what that is. Um, does that? Yeah. 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 I'd love to share a little bit. Um, really that word multidimensional, I think is so important when we're, and we say it all the time, but when we're talking about this, because there are these actual physical structures in our conversation before we started recording, um, you were talking about the airport and the air traffic in Chicago and how that was impacting you. And that is a physical structure that runs along a false grid line. And these structures impact the organic grids, kind of like that frequency fence, and they even siphon energy off of the organic grids. And this really connects to an ongoing, deeper conversation that we have been having on this podcast, um, where you know we call false grids inorganic, and they are artificial intelligence. And so to have that varying perspective of looking at physical on the ground structures that we can identify and feel, and then these bigger view structures like this machine that you saw on the false grids, you're not necessarily looking out of the window and seeing a machine that say represents social media, but on some level that does exist and we do see it as artificial, as inorganic. And, you know, if you're out flying in an airplane and you look down on the road system, you look down on our farming system, that is very physical, concrete, false grid structure. Look at a river and the passageways of a river and a tributary of a river and compare that to a literal grid of farming. That's not how the organic system works. And Can I interject something on that? Quickly? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, the, the, another example that Matthew and I talked about is if you look down um, at satellite images of cities and mm. compare them to circuit boards, mm. there's a lot of parallels to the point of it, it can also it can almost be a little scary because you're like, is this literally an overlay? And I know that Zelkia, Rodan Zelkia would talk about these like motherboard overlays on top of the earth and seeing them starting to short out now as the system mm, wow. comes apart. So anyway, just a little aside, but. Very cool. And on an even denser realm in one of my journeys this year, I was taken or shown to a level where I actually have a body and am working that is almost two-dimensional or denser than this 3D reality. And there were these physical, like series of tubes, a physical structure that was actually related to human trafficking um, of these false grids. And so seeing that on these dense levels, denser than this experience, this waking experience, but this waking experience has that density too, um, what Zane was talking about and some of the other 
examples. And then on higher levels, this multidimensional universal light grid expresses differently, like this machine that Andrea saw and these less physical structures. Even you um, said the word communication highways, and that's even a little bit more abstract than air traffic, but that is something we perceive, interact with, and it impacts us. Tune into your feeling. Does it feel good when we connect through social media? Are you really able to express your organic, authentic, fully creative self? Or do you feel like you have to fit into this mold to get yourself out there? And that's part of what you've been sharing, Andrea, and how people are really feeling. So really ask yourself, what is accessible to you? Look at a map of this country. Look at where they've placed dams. Are these physical structures or things like communication and social media or higher level than that blocking or redirecting the energy? Or like a river, is it engaging your energy and helping it to flow and giving you access to it. And so people feel it. We all feel it. And I think tuning into our feeling is kind of the best way to discern if this is in alignment with organic creation or is this inorganic false grid artificial? Yeah. And I, I just thought of one other little um, example there when, when you were speaking, Justine, about I had just the other day looked up an MLS listing, a real estate listing, and it had a link to click on a map. And I clicked on that map and it showed every single property line in the county. And it was such an insane, I mean, literally talk about an overlay. Right. There was the natural you know, geography underneath, satellite imagery of the earth, and then this crazy grid structure that followed none of the natural contours overlaid. So yeah. private property lines is another great example of a false grid system that you can see it has no place in organic creation, and yet human beings live by it on earth. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that word overlay is such a helpful way to look at it. And you can really feel feel that. Like, what is reality? Is it the planet that I can go and stand on outside? Or is it this overlaid structure that's like funneling my energy and directing me on this road that goes in one way, but I want to walk this other way? Yeah, completely. And, and I mean, this is, this is the situation we've walked into engineered exactly as you're describing it, which is, I think, to add one other layer of context about, let's call it the matrix, but, you know, the system here that kind of runs the earth or has historically run the earth. Yeah. Uh, we, we come in and we're mind wiped. And we're in a situation, a scenario where we're like, why, like, why is everything crazy upside down backwards? Why is everybody so programmed? Why is there so much trauma? Why are all the systems leeching energy? Why is our government hell bent on war and destruction? Why are our schools teaching like brain dead propaganda and like belittling students? You know, whatever it is, why is the food all poisoned? 
poisonous, you know, on yeah, and on and on. Why is time? <laughs> why me so why much is anxiety? time so yeah, yeah. intense? Like, why are we standardized, tested as kids with timers going all all these things? Why is there money? You know, why like struggling yeah. financially? So, so you know, I think a lot of let's say star seeds come in and feel this kind of disorienting rude awakening of dropping in here on the planet on earth and being like what is happening and and then we spend the rest of our lives potentially or decades trying to put the pieces back together and remember why we're here what we're doing and what the end goal of this whole experience is beyond just being frankly really challenging and miserable for a lot of people (laughs) and i think when you actually start to put that picture together it's sure helped me to understand that the matrix as we know it was an entire frequency fence that was built by this artificial intelligence around the planet and it was designed as the -the state-of-the-art energy harvesting apparatus in the universe here on earth and so this is very much ground zero the ai has always been aware that earth is a treasure trove in organic creation. It's a galactic seed planet. It has codes from all over the universe, um, DNA, light codes, etc. And also human beings. Human beings are the highest point of creation in the organic systems. Original human beings, we've been tampered with. So that's not that's not the experience that we're necessarily incarnating into here, right? We we come into bodies that have been intentionally disabled in so many ways so that we could become cattle essentially to be fed on by this system. But at some point in the process, that frequency fence was very established. There was, um, you know, it was very hard for certain energies, certain types of beings to access this system at all. And the Starseed initiative was initialized (laughs) Um, and the idea was if we could get these massive multi-dimensional beings into a physical body that they might be able to remember enough to start to reorient the system according to a higher vision goal understanding and remember enough to kind of um, pull up the curtain so to speak like a Wizard of Oz moment of you know like let's look at what's really operating here on the planet and stop playing into these parasitic loops where we just get harvested for energy lifetime after lifetime. Part of that um, matrix is a soul recycling, has been a soul recycling grid where beings, when they die, they get kicked out into the astral plane. Well, the fence exists there too. And so they would be immediately reincarnated back into a body without time to process, um, frankly, what was probably a really traumatic lifetime. And so there's this amassed trauma on the earth and all of these souls who have just been mass reincarnated um, very much intentionally because they still have that thread to organic creation. So there's still a viable host for this parasitic energy to harvest energy into its false light matrix. Um, and, and so anyway, that brings us now to a moment <laughs> where we have... Uh, I would say hundreds of millions of beings who are at different levels of awakening on the planet. And we are now actively deconstructing this system. We're calling the bluff. And it is, 
my feeling is that we're in a bit of a race right now. It's desperately promoting its synthetic timeline. Here you go, you can you know plug into virtual reality, you can live on social media, you can be totally disconnected from the planet, living, breathing planet and all of its creation and go into this synthetic matrix. Increasingly, we see synthetic materials, synthetic ingredients in our food, um, you know, synthetic frequency overlays, all of the broadcasting of Wi-Fi, cell service, you know, 5G satellites surrounding the Earth. This is all intentionally designed to strengthen the false light grids at the very moment that there is a populace movement of star beings who we've been successful in seeding all of these beings who are now waking up and we are going to expose this entire apparatus and we are going to bring it down, disassemble it and return to the organic creation blueprints again. So, I mean, for me, like that context and understanding helps me deal with the little day-to-day struggles that are inevitable (laughs) and numerous um, of why is it so dense here and go ahead. And at the same time, I think that that context takes a long time to get to and is inaccessible for so many people. And so I'm just so excited, you know, for the groundedness of what you're seeing with your clients. I mean, of course, it's supported deeper by the work that you do in your own practice and your own explorations that's extremely high level and yet you're able to bridge that higher dimensional experience with what people are actually going through here and that groundedness is so important because you see this deeper level of what's going on there's a machine harvesting your energy it's creating these false grids that are siphoning your life force and yet for you you're not aware of that right now in this moment but you're experiencing immense anxiety around social media or time or whatever that false grid is and so i think sharing that context of what you see and observe is so important and would love if we have a moment um To share, because when we debriefed, when you called me after that guided practice, I think one of the main things you were asking was like, what do I do? I see this machine and these false grids and what do I do? And so I think it would be nice. And if you have more to share, Andrea, before diving into that question, that's great too. Um, But if you've had any experiences since then and we can all share a little bit about you know how can we restore our organic grids and disconnect from this false structure yeah justine do you want to just uh relay kind of what you were seeing as a, a way to work through that discovery and then maybe andrea could uh share her thoughts sure yeah yeah okay. sure okay um Well, I think a very important grounded thing is to disconnect and unplug and really tune into what do I need right now in this moment and to fill that disconnected space with connecting to the planet. And Zane and I both are kind of adventure junkies and, you know, I founded an outdoor based public school and I really believe in connecting to the planet. And when you do that, 
you experience this heart opening and awareness of the exquisite intelligence and beauty and creative force of this planet of which we are a part of of the life matrix you know the true grid structure here and so i think that is one of the best things to do on a physical level and disconnect yourself from the propaganda of the media and technology and then be very intentional um, around your use with it particularly with technology and then also to emotionally disengage from some of these structures that we could go into another conversation about pendulums but we won't do that right now um, that do exist on kind of that machine plane that you're talking about like politics social media um you know there's a host of different things that if you can say that's not real and it goes along with your observation that your clients are like what is real and when you connect to the earth that's when you develop the answer to that question because the earth is alive and breathing. And so I think that's like one of the best things to do on the physical level. And on the energetic level, um, you know, there's many ways to do it. I think what you shared, Andrea, and kind of the beginning of this journey is just working on the organic grid lines of yourself to restore those places where the false grids kind of plug into. And then also the place where you live or places that you're drawn to, the earth as a whole, the cosmos, wherever you're, imagination takes you to work or you're guided to work is important and then if you want to work directly on the false grids there's many ways to do it and one way to do it is simply infuse the grid line with love which is just kind of a oppositional force and can kind of shut it down and so there's you know a whole host of other ways to do that but i think i'll share those few things now and see um, what you guys want to add onto that yeah i mean i could go and go but yeah, I, would, I, I, I think i want to hear from you <laughs> yes, <Andrea. exactly. laughs> yeah. well i i will share just a couple of things um it was very helpful to debrief with you justine and um i really liked you know, one of the suggestions you gave me, and correct me if, if I'm getting like reinterpreting it a little bit differently, but um, using like crystal, crystalline energy or crystal light to kind of um, explode the structure or like, uh, I don't know, to me, it looks like when I use crystalline light, it goes into the core of the structure and then dismantles it. So that's that's one thing that feels effective. Um, I go by the feeling. Um, try not to think about it too too hard. Um, just really allow um, the healing treatment and you know frequency of unconditional love or spirit to to really guide me. And um, another favorite of mine is welcoming other beings of larger consciousness or uh, impeccable consciousness like ama or you know i have a few i don't know landmarks where if i feel like i'm working on something that i don't quite fully understand i sort of bring in those supportive guides to help me understand what is most beneficial 
And um, it also makes me feel like I'm protected and I'm not overusing my own energy to work on structures that are larger and maybe a little bit more unknown or unfamiliar to me, something like what I saw, right? I don't really fully understand it. And so I'm going to want some backup. Um, so that's one way. And then the other way that has been showing, again, this is actually things that come in to guide. Like, it's not like I'm aware that they're going to be there. It's like, while I'm working, they are revealing. And so I've had these really beautiful otherworldly uh, beings come in to help. And that's been really interesting and really has felt like a blessing and um, a gift. I, again, I don't really understand it fully. I go by the feeling, like if it feels like it's on the level of love, um, if it's on the frequency of healing and moving the situation into a more positive frequency, then, um, you know, then, then go with that. So really trying not to, I think my, you know, my tendency is try to work on things really hard, you know, try and like do my best. But what I've had to learn is like really leaning into the support of other ways of other beings, like even the lake here, you know, we have this beautiful, gorgeous Lake Michigan right next to us. And it's been incredible to work with the elements and especially the lake in particular. Um, and yeah, but oh, and I wanted to say one thing when you said um, frequency fence, yeah. I think you said that, right? I did not know that term, but when you said it, I actually saw that in one of my meditations where there's like a fence around the natural lines. And so in that particular instance, I remember, I don't remember when this happened or where, if I was in group or on my own, I don't remember, but I was uh, working and um I noticed that there was a fence around the earth's grids and instead of working on the fence, I actually strengthened the earth's grids to move the fence out and away from the earth's surface. So I was actually trying to move it away from and maybe like uh, expand the earth's grids enough to strengthen them in a way that it would start to dismantle the fence around it, like break it, break it into smaller pieces. Um, that's about as far as I can report from that. But like when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, that I, and again, I don't have that language. That's not what I would have called it, but it definitely felt like a, a, a fence or a boundary that was not supposed to be there. So I just thought I would add that in there to let you know that when, when you know like when you say the word and i'm like oh i remember that visual that i got blah 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 you know so it there is definitely i think what's so incredible is that even just through the practices that we already have in place i do believe that we are being guided to open our consciousness to new information that is beneficial overall that wants to move into a positive outcome towards a positive outcome towards 
a better outcome, right? Like a just, I don't even know how to describe it, but the best outcome, the the best outcome. (laughs) It's the pinnacle of the entire organic system that we're actually moving. Our name for the podcast, New Octave, is about a standing wave moving throughout the entire universe that's going to create new levels of creation that have never been experienced before. (laughs) So um, truly the best outcome, you know, but but yeah, sorry not to... No, but I, I, I believe that that is what is bringing us through the present, right? Like, like it just, when you say that, it just feels like the wave is actually guiding us through the present to move towards what will, what will be. Um, and I, I really, I really think it can be as simple as, I mean, yes, I do agree that working on our physical bodies cleansing, clarifying, purification is part of it. And I do believe that the listening, like something as simple as intentional listening for the guidance, for the call, for the inspiration, the intuition, the insight is possible. Like it can be as simple as that and it can be also so many other things, but I guess I do believe that it begins with the deeper listening that is available to us and um, that right is available to anyone, regardless of what they believe or what their context is or their worldview. Um, And so I guess that gives me like, I don't know when I say that, I just see it as possible really for, for any one being to, um, you know, catch the wave, I suppose, or really open to it. Um, so, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the thing about this whole situation is, you know, we're, we, we walked into, I mean, a system that was coming out of the depths of what we call the inversion. And so yeah. we see so much residual darkness and trauma on the planet, but we are yeah. the master creator beings and the human body too, specifically, you know, before all this tampering is, has capabilities so far beyond this parasitic yeah. intelligence, the artificial intelligence that is um, behind this whole energy harvesting system. And so in that context, we're we haven't made you know but there is still a lot of work to do before us in terms of cleaning out all of for one just the chatter the static that that is part of the frequency fence it rebounds all of this like mental energy when we talk about i don't think we should get into it now but the foreign installation the way our mind overlays work and and that continual inner dialogue that doesn't really feel connected to any truth resonance it's just like loops that cycle all day long that is part of the static of the matrix of bouncing these collective thoughts around the planet and they just go back and forth because they're trapped in here and so as we clean out our bodies physically of parasitic hooks and we practice more meditation more intentionality more stillness we allow more of the true information to translate through our channel into expression. And not only can we see the distortions, not only can we have an experience like you where we see the false light matrix, but we also see 
the beauty of where this entire system is moving to mm -hmm. after we've deconstructed this entire inversion system from our planet and from our entire universe. And, and so, uh, again, what's on the other side is incredibly beautiful and it's incredibly inspiring and incredibly amazing. But at the same time, we're here doing the hard work of, you know, and, and we're processing not only our blocks for ourselves and not only the distortions in our own system, our entire lineage, and then we're working multi-dimensionally through the stack. And so if we could really fully see the work that we're doing here as multi-dimensional beings, we would be floored. I mean, we would be like, who is that God being, right? But because we only see this little tiny piece and we're kind of like, you know, struggling through the density of like, oh man, I'm kind of having a tough one today. I kind of feel like shit, you know, <laughs> like I wonder when is this going to end? And, you know, we, we rarely actually tune into the greatness of our beings and the greatness of the work that we're doing here. But I, I feel it is the absolute truth that it's the best of the best on earth. I've heard that said before, and I'm not sure it really ever made sense to me until this year. But yeah. the beings here doing the work we're doing, we are restructuring the entire organic system, the entire living cosmos um, by processing our own blocks, by cleaning out our own bodies. And Justine's had amazing revelations about this, like the drain plug, how this dimension density, how we can flush entire multidimensional stacks of distortion through our physical bodies here on the planet. And we're doing it. And so it's like, we, we don't really need to worry, like, am I doing the right thing? Like, I, if, if we try to kind of capture it all in like a mental space of our normal waking minds, it's impossible. We, we, we could never contain that amount of information within this body. But by tuning in, like you are both saying into your feeling center and continuing to clean out, purify, find that center, you know, in strengthen the natural organic grids, so on and so forth. We're doing the work, you know, even when we're just like, you know, sitting, derping out, laying down, going to bed, whatever it is, we're doing the work because we're a multidimensional anchor for incredible energies and, and so, so, so supported by families of light entire, uh, we all have a galactic lineage and those beings are here supporting the planet out of phase right now, but they are surrounded. Millions and millions of craft are here and their eyes are on earth and they're watching what we're doing and they're cheering us on. And so, you know, we, it's, it's so funny to reconcile that with our normal daily lives, but um, it's all real and true and amazing. So that's what I would add. <laughs> you have anything? On? <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, it is. I guess, yeah, it's, it's so interesting because I can feel, as you say, and the longing for that, you know, to, I think there's a part that really longs to know and to feel that level of beauty and magnificence and freedom. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I also really appreciate knowing that there are people who are already holding communities together around this, these, what should I say, information, 
energetics and deep healing work um, because that's how, right? That's how we're going to keep going and make it through. Um, I heard someone talk about, you know, how we hold the vision for a better world inside. And when we hold each other's hands, we strengthen that inner vision because we can share it. And I feel like that's what we're doing, having this conversation. And as you were talking, I just kept seeing people, you know, coming together, holding hands, being present in this, in this wavelength or in this shared consciousness and how important that is. So just want to say thank you for, you know, making this conversation possible and also for the work you two are doing. Thanks for letting me have. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I I just will say that I think so highly of you and so appreciate our connection and your sharing in this time and with me too on our own exchanges. And it's just incredible. I think you're absolutely incredible. I feel, <laughs> I, feel this, I feel the same about you. I feel the same. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much for your time and for this conversation, Andrea, and for um, kind of helping us to bridge these different perspectives, different modalities of understanding, because, you know, they, again, like they all knit together and once we hit a certain point of clarity, this entire inverted system will cease to hold any power over us and we are going to step into the most beautiful timeline imaginable. So this is the process, you know, underway right now, these conversations, these communities we're building the, the whole thing top to bottom. And so I just want to want to thank you for that and and for your contribution and for your time today. So. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you.